Good everyone and welcome to today's Living Life. A lot of uh, foreigners and kyopos or ethnic Koreans who have been living abroad or even born overseas um, have been coming back to Korea uh, to teach English. That's actually how I came to Korea as well. Uh, even though teaching is not their vocation or their long-term career, um, I came to help my brother teach English at his uh, institution or hagwon uh, as they say in Korea. And you know, now there's not as many before, but before we used, there used to be a lot of us, you know, what we call hagwon teachers, and we would share stories, you know, and so forth. And I remember one story from one of my good friends uh, who said that uh, he finally understood how hard it was to teach, to be a teacher. And after he, you know, spent a little bit of time in Korea teaching English, uh, and he said that he, the next time he went back to uh, America, he's from, he was from America, uh, to visit home, he actually sought out, looked for and found his old English teacher, went to him and apologized in person for being such a bad student because he could finally understand how hard it was to be a teacher. And so my friend finally understood that his responsibility, uh, of his responsibility years ago, when he was faced with a lack of that, that same responsibility from his own students when he was older and, and when he became a teacher. And so responsibility is something we're going to talk about today. So let's read the passage and then we'll continue. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 24. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all His commands and decrees I am giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and your kneading trough will be cursed. The fruit of your womb will be cursed and the crops of your land and the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. The Lord will send on you curses, confusion, and rebuke in everything you put your hand to until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking Him. The Lord will plague you with diseases until He has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease, with fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, with blight and mildew, which will plague you until you perish. The sky over your head will be bronze, the ground beneath you iron. The Lord will turn the rain of your country into dust and powder. It will come down from the skies until you are destroyed. So welcome to one of the biggest challenges of my relatively short uh, career as a pastor and Bible teacher. Deuteronomy chapter 28 uh, is described as the longest unit of literary in the book of Deuteronomy. 
Now, it has 68 verses, the entire chapter. Uh, and then, you know, I just missed out on the fun bit, right? Verses 1 to 14, that was yesterday's passage uh, by Pastor Wes, I, uh, I think, uh, is about blessings. And then I get the entire rest. Verses 15 to 68 uh, is basically curses, right? And it's tough in terms of content uh, because uh, this is the way a, a commentator described it. When heard orally, as in spoken, these curses create terror in the mind of the hearer, right? Terror in the mind of the hearer. And, you know, what do I do with this? You know, how many verses? It's like almost 60 verses of curses. And I have four days to unpack uh, this. Now, it sounds terrible, uh, but also very poignant. Couple this uh, with the aim of Moses uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, in the whole book of Deuteron Deuteronomy uh, that I think I described and introduced a couple of months ago, I think two months ago. The aim is always pastoral, right? Now, we talked about the word terror, right? Create terror in the mind of the hearer. But the aim and the goal of Moses is pastoral. That is, to teach the Word of God, the will of God, and to teach people about God, especially in terms of relationship and the nature of our relationship or people's relationship with God. Now, in this passage, the beginning of the curses, um, and actually also inclusive of yesterday's uh, passage with the blessings, we are taken back to the beginning in terms of creation and the first command that God gives to creation, uh, people, humans. The book of Deuteronomy teaches us our responsibility as people of God. Now, when I say people of God, this is a very special like title, it's, it's much more than like, you know, people of Korea or people in Korea or even the people of, you know, the conservative party versus the liberal party or any kind of a membership group community that you want to talk about. The people of God is a special designation as the believer of God. Now, what does this mean? Right, a believer of God. Genesis 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So a believer or believers of God firstly believes, understands, accepts that God created everything. Where there was nothing, God created everything from the beginning. That God is the Lord. As in, in today's passage, repeatedly we hear and we read, the Lord our God, the one who is Yahweh. And our first responsibility is to acknowledge this, to acknowledge this fact, right? That God is Lord, Lord our God. Now, verses 1 to 14 and then 15 to 24 uh, sound like polar opposites, but they are actually unified. The Lord God will cause blessings to fall on those who, in verse 1, faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all His commandments. And then verse 15, the Lord God will cause curses uh, to fall on those who will not obey the voice of the Lord your God or be careful to do all His commandments. Now, notice the blessings and curses are nouns instead of verbs. It's not that God here, it's not that God blesses and God curses. They are nouns that fall on people who do or who do not. This is an important distinction. Blessings and curses are consequences of obedience to God and the Word of God. So, 
have we prayed for God to bless us, right? Have we prayed for God to not allow bad things to happen to us, here also known as curses? The simple answer to your prayers is, have you obeyed the Word of God? Have you obeyed God? Are you obeying the Word of God? I am a young father, a rel relatively young father with two young children, and we have a third on the way, by the way, praise the Lord. One is 27, one is two years old. And I am convinced that one of the top values of parenthood uh, is the ability to see just a little bit into the heart of God, right? It sounds a little bit pretentious, but you know, what I mean is I have literally said to my kids, if you would just do what I say, you will be completely happy and safe and healthy, right? Just do what I say, just do what I say. And I think, you know, this is kind of the heart of God. If you would do what I say, you will be blessed. Blessings will just fall on you over and over again. And then my children's naughtiness causes me to repent of my sins to God. Every time I sigh, like, in exasperation at my kids, I imagine God doing the same with me, my sin, my rebellion, you know, my ignorance. And so often what makes uh, me angry at my kids is that they think they can do whatever they want when they want. And, that, and I end up saying, be careful, be careful, you know, stop that or I'll take this away or I'll, you know, not do this for you or I'll do that to you and so forth, right? And we have to not take God for granted. Right? His blessing that He promises in the beginning, we have to not take that for granted. Our relationship with God is one that requires our obedience. There is a responsibility. We have that responsibility. And the easiest way to teach us this responsibility is by teaching us the consequences, often as we do with our children. So for the, the passages for the next three days is going to get harder and harder and more intense. But remember that this is the basis Moses is trying to relay and to teach the people of God what will happen if they do not obey God. So our application today is the word responsibility. All right, say it with me, responsibility. That's what I would do if this was a sermon and there was a congregation in front of me. But I think it's important to remember that responsibility is an action. It's an activity. And there is a danger of it be becoming an abstract or a passive idea, uh, a theological, spiritual idea. You know, something, that, yes, that you nod your head to. Today's reminder that it is an actual activity that you have to do. It takes participation on your part. It takes action on your part to obey the word of God, to obey his commandment. And so I think there, are, there is a lot, obviously, that we could obey. But what, what is one thing that the Holy Spirit has been urging you? And I think not just today, but the last couple of days that you need to turn away from or turn to in order to obey God. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word that reminds us, O oh God, so that we can participate, we can receive your blessings, O oh God, that can prevent us uh, from receiving the curse or the punishment of disobedience. God, we thank you for your love and your grace that tells us beforehand, that warns us daily to obey you, 
to turn away from disobedience, to be active and to take serious uh, this need for responsibility to obey you. So may your spirit talk to us. May your spirit remind us, O oh God, today of what we need to do, of the small things that we need to do to obey your word and to turn away from disobedience. We say yes and amen to your voice, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh uh -huh.